The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. The Balls and Strikes podcast is brought to you by Elkhorn Training Camp. Let's have some fun and play ball. Hey, good afternoon. This is Mike Alessandro, uh, co-founder and owner of Elkhorn Training Camp. Excited for a great discussion today as we reflect back. uh, Believe it or not, it's Elkhorn Training Camp's uh, five-year anniversary, actually, tomorrow. And while we're certainly you know, running a business, uh, the real reason why the business has been successful and we're able to celebrate our five-year anniversary is the impact in the community and providing an opportunity for young athletes uh, to improve their craft, specifically in the baseball and other sports. And today, you know, we're joined by uh, several individuals who started uh, doing some training uh, within Elkhorn Training Camp. And we had a really cool event last year and then we had a national uh, letter of intent signing day where all of these folks uh, were in ETC uh, signing their college uh, level uh, letters of commitment. And so it's just really cool uh, to see the impact in the community. Uh, these young men, they're the ones doing the work, and we thought we'd bring them back in and check on their transition into college and how they're adapting uh, to playing uh, baseball at a very high level. Uh, so I'll turn it over to Alex Hale and the athletes. What's up, guys? I'm your host today, Alex Hale. Welcome to the Balls and Strikes podcast. We got Drew Christo, Nick Wimmers, and Kyler Randazzo here with us, current Huskers. Guys, welcome. What we're going to talk about today is I uh, just kind of want to get your your feedback on like what it's been like getting into college, getting on campus. How has that adjustment been from you know, Drew and Kyler coming from, uh, coming from high school, Nick coming from EO. Say it again for me. EOSC, Eastern Oklahoma EOSC. State College. Gotcha. So coming from both of those, what has been the biggest adjustment uh, since you got on campus? Um, yeah, I can go ahead and uh, start this one out. I think for me, the the biggest you know difference from coming from high school and then going, getting right, kind of thrown into college fall ball. Um, and then that first fall semester was just, you know, everything is moving. It feels like at 150 percent and you're on your own. I think that's the biggest difference is, you know, the, any structure that I was used to in the past, everything just kind of changes real quick in one year. Um, and you're kind of left to, to deal with it and figure out how to, you know, work your way through those changing times. And so, you know, for the first, you know, couple weeks, first month, it can be, you know, a little bit stressful, but, um, you know, you find, you find your, your routine and, and get into a groove. And so I think just adjusting to, you know, that, that speed and just kind of being able to handling things on your own was, was the biggest adjustment for me. Yeah, I would have to agree with Drew, just the adjustment part and being on your own, especially for me, like the practice part aspect, since I had COVID in the beginning of the year, I missed like the first, like first week and a half of practice. So when I got back, it, I felt like I was literally going a thousand miles an hour. So it took me a little bit to like calm down and like find myself again. And then, yeah, just what Drew said, just like the, you have to be like very structured, I guess. And like you're on your own. So you kind of have to figure out a way for yourself to stay like on top of everything. Yeah, and for me, uh, coming from a junior college, 
there, there are certain things that you are expected to know how to do as soon as you get on campus, uh, certain things that you should be able to, like, roll out of bed, hit a line drive, that kind of stuff. Like, you're expected to be, like, ready to go, ready to play. Um, so um, I don't think I, I had to make so, so much of an adjustment of, uh, like, my baseball uh, but my time management definitely changed. Like uh, Wilburton, Oklahoma is where my junior college was. Uh, I've been in airport terminals that are bigger than the town. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, even just not being able to roll out of bed five minutes before weights and walk over to the weight room is a whole different story compared to um, being in junior college. So ha- having that time management really uh, – really stick into your regiment because no one's holding your hand here. Um, it's not like coach coach is going to show up at my apartment and make me get up and go do my extra work and everything. So uh, definitely time management and just staying on the course. For sure. Now, do they give you guys any, any kind of help? How do they assist you in, you know, making sure you show up to things and making sure you get everything straight with your classes and your workouts we have a, a great helper, our academic advisor, um, Katie Jewell. I think out of everyone in the entire athletic department, she probably puts in the most work, and that's from top to bottom. I mean, she's responsible for 40 guys, and um, every single player has a weekly meeting with her, if not meets with them more than once a week. Um, and she's on top of grades, on top of you know everything other than baseball, um, whether that's career stuff, academic stuff, basically just – making sure that we're on on top of our stuff outside of um, athletics. And so, you know, we have a a great supporting cast, which I think is something that you need to have to be successful in in all other areas, you know, because you have the supporting staff um, with the baseball side of things. But a lot of things that people don't really realize is, you know, you're still a college student. You're still – you have all these classes that you got to be responsible for. So um, even outside of of the baseball, we have a lot of people that are making sure – we get our stuff done and we're staying ahead of things now you guys are all new to campus right so do they have you guys have study halls yeah how how many hours a week are that like or do you guys have those daily and yeah it's like eight hours a week that's what it starts off as and then i think as the years go on it like drops down yeah so i think you can like graduate out of it i think if like so i don't have study hall yeah (laughs) nick's lucky he got out of it so uh, i'm pretty sure like if we if you got a three five this first semester, then this next semester you're either like four hours or maybe four. zero, yeah, something like that. But yeah, we start off with and eight what, hours. What time of day do you guys do those? In the evenings? Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, whenever you can get free time, which in the fall was essentially only the evenings. Right. So, what time do you get? What's walk me through a day? So, like, Kyler, you get up during the during fall ball, during weights and stuff. Like, what's your what's your day look like? During the fall, what was like the busiest like- day? Like Monday, Wednesday, Fridays when we have lifting, so we have like lifting in the morning, and you go to class, and then you go to um, practice, and then after practice, usually you go get dinner, and then after dinner, then you go to study hall, and then by the time you're done with study hall, it's like ten, so you're not getting back to your dorm until like ten thirty, and then you're usually tired, so then you go to bed. I like how you went from we got up to lift, practice, and then dinner. You said class, I think, well, and then you're like lift, practice, lunch dinner. If you gotta snag it in there, and then breakfast yeah. is after lifting. We just go up to the um, landing. <laughs> How does all that compare to what you guys were doing in high school? A lot different. Yeah. yeah. I think the biggest <laughs> difference from high school is just like, in, you know, in high school you go in and you're at the school and your classes are in the same building and you have lunch and then you go to practice on the field, which is literally 20 feet from your school. And then 
you go to college and you have classes that are you got 15 minutes to get to a class that's a 20 minute walk across campus and so you got to find a way to make that work and then you got to find a way to get to the training table and get to practice in time and then make sure you still have your two hours so like everything's not in the same spot which is a lot different from from high school and so you kind of have to find a a way to get to everything and, and make sure you're you're there and on time Kind of feels like you're racing all over the place. Yeah, yeah. every minute counts. Oh yeah, uh, coming from a junior college too. Like, there are certain things that we have in place, like what what he was saying with Katie and everything, and uh, like the support system that I didn't even know existed. Like we had, like we got a sports psychologist at Nebraska. Uh, obviously, we have Katie. Um, we have the career services for after when we uh, when we our eligibility's up and we graduate and everything. Um, there's so many things that they have for us. And I'm just uh, like coming from a junior college. I'm just happy that I had a place to sleep and somewhere to play baseball. So, uh, it's definitely really nice moving up from, uh, the lower levels of college baseball. Well, so, and so you have a lot of experience. You're the seasoned vet in the group. Uh-huh. Um, but all of you guys coming to, you know, coming to Nebraska, it's big school, right? What's your, what was your first, like, Oh man, this is, this is serious. Like, was it the sports psychologist? Was it, you know, the morning lift and then going all like your full day of like how much they can actually pack into one day? What was your like? This is not a joke. Like six minute mile training. That was the first day. Uh, okay. Six a.m. Uh, on a Tuesday, uh, we go. We're, we're running on our concourse at the stadium, and I just remember thinking like, oh, this isn't going to be that bad. We're starting the training and everything. Um, uh, the first day was uh, was like what a third. Of them or a quarter mile or something yeah. like that, and uh, we had a uh, we had a pace to to make or whatever. And I, I'm thinking, oh yeah, this isn't going to be that bad and everything. I I'd never really paced myself for a mile before, so I didn't know what to expect. Uh, and then next thing you know, my group's up and Coach Harvell's blowing the whistle to go, and they start busting it off the line. And I'm like, wow, that's way faster than I thought I was going to have to run this. And then we get done, and both of my hammies are cramping, and I'm like, wow, this is this is serious. I haven't run like this since I was maybe uh, junior year varsity football. So uh, that was that was definitely when I was like, wow, this is this isn't this isn't going to be a cakewalk. It's going to be it's going to be something else because that 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 was that that was something else. I think that so, six minute mile. So now it's hard for everybody. Is there anybody on the team that you're like, man, he makes it look easy? Oh yeah, there's a couple of guys. We, oh, yeah. uh, Caleb Feakin, natural born runner, Shay Shanaman, just dominate those two guys, and Kyle Perry, who would just not back down from a challenge. So Feakin and Shay went out and ran it in like five, it was like forty. Yeah, Feakin and, was in my group. Yeah, so I'm like watching him bust it, and I'm like. So okay. then per- Perry's in the last group, and he just off pure will finishes with like a five thirty five or something like that. So there's a couple guys who make it look easy, and then a couple guys who really got to earn every second of that six minute mile, but it's a, it's a good, you know, team bonding thing and makes you see how far you can push yourself. Cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of pushback on like distance running in baseball. And, um, when you guys get to college and they're like, all right, six minute mile, it's like, okay, what's, how has that helped though? Like when you sit back after you not, now that you're in shape, now that you guys have done it, mm-hmm. what are the benefits to that? What have you noticed? Well, I think for me, like the, so when we went, um, a handful of us freshmen, almost all the guys who are were from Nebraska who were going, we went up and did the um, a summer program. Like you get in really, we took uh, two classes over the summer, kind of got acclimated to everything. And I remember the first workout we did, 
we call them half gassers. So it's you start at the goal line, run to the 50 yard line and back. You got 17 seconds to do that, and then you get um, 43 seconds to rest. So it's on like a minute cycle. And we did six total of those. And I remember after the second one, I was hands on my knees, like couldn't see straight. And now, I mean, you don't even really think about it, but you do the conditioning every week. So today we still have our winter conditioning that we have to do, and it's 16 half gassers. And I, it'll probably be um, easier than those six were. So, I mean, beyond the physical, you know, just being more conditioned and ha- being in better shape and, and feeling better when you're, when you're running and doing athletic stuff, um, doing that stuff with your teammates I think is, is really empowering just because you have to push each other and encourage each other. Um, and it's something that you're all sharing and it's, and it's tough for everybody. So, um, just kind of, you know, beyond the physical, that's, that's another advantage of, I think that, you know, that tough conditioning that we, that we do down there. Nice. Now, now Kyler, you and I used to meet up at the gym every once in a while and, and lift a little bit. And you are, you were way stronger than I ever was at your age. When you got to college, what changed with how you lifted and how does that, how has that helped you? Uh, so that was kind of a big adjustment because like in high school, you could kind of just like lift on your own. So like in high school, I'd kind of lift like more like a bodybuilder, I guess, and do like more aesthetic lifting. And then when you get to college, it's like, there's, it's a different type of lifting for baseball. It's like more full body stuff. So now since like college started, I've like switched like more full body stuff. It's cause you're like, you can't like be tight and play baseball. Otherwise you're going to have back problems. You're not gonna be able to throw it as hard and you're going to have arm problems eventually. So that was like the biggest adjustment. It was just lifting like a baseball player. Cause like in high school, we never had like any structure, like on how to lift. So I just sure. lifted like a football player. When you were strong, man, I was saying you put up some serious weight, like stuff. That, you guys all just like stuff that we weren't doing back then. We talk about, you know, the, the old days and all that stuff. But like, it's nothing like you guys have now with like the training and like seeing freshmen to seniors in high school doing things that, you know, maybe by senior year we were doing, mm-hmm. just because all the science and stuff wasn't there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now we talked about the physical, like the preparation, and everything, when you guys finally got on the field, what was, what was somebody, not necessarily you, but like, what was something you saw a teammate, uh, you know, somebody do somebody do something where you were like, Oh, wow, this is like, again, coming back to that, like, this is another level type thing. I, I got one for you, a, a personal one. So my were fall scrimmages, inner squad first at bat, uh, that I have as a, as a college pitcher, I'm throwing against uh, Leighton Banjoff, who I believe was a freshman All-American for us when his, his freshman year. Um, didn't play last year. He's a little hurt a little bit. but So I'm up there, and, you know, I, I feel pretty good about my stuff. And I get up on him 0-2, so I'm feeling good. Um, two waste pitches that I was just trying to strike him out on. So the count's 2-2. I'm trying to throw a fastball up, and I throw fastball – middle up not up fastball middle up and he takes it about 420 feet dead center and as he's rounding third base he says welcome to college Christo and so I was like yep this is this is the next level you miss your spot by about four inches um you'll quickly pay for it so that was just a a personal welcome to college moment for me that you know I enjoyed well and that happens you throw the ball to play you can get taken deep exactly I found when I started pitching full-time in college, because I was a catcher-closer, and then I started pitching full-time, I would get randomly owned by, like, the seven or eight hitter in a lineup. Like, there'd be, like, a number eight guy, and he would bust off two triples on me, and Mm -hmm. that'd be the only two hits or something. And I was just like, some guys have your number, and everybody can play. Um, Nick, 
Kyler, anything that happened where would not either you or like you did something that you were like, okay, you know, I, I know I belong here. And Drew, you can jump into that too. Like a moment where you go, okay, I, I do belong here versus, or if you saw somebody else on your team where they did something, you go, oh, wow. For me, it was in the fall scrimmages when I think it was my first at bat, I had a home run to left field. And then my second and third at bat, I got six straight curveballs and like two strikeouts. So to me, that was just like it just showed me like I have to make an adjustment. It's not high school anymore. Can't just hit fastballs, four hundred feet. So and they won't just like it's not like curveball for a strike, curveball for and like oh they'll eventually throw a fastball. It's like no, they'll no, they'll keep throwing until you show you yeah. can hit it. Yeah, that just showed yeah. me they're gonna they're not gonna throw me a fastball until I prove I can hit the curveball. So that was good for me, especially for the off season to work on. Nice, Nick. Uh, how about you? For me, um, my first, I think, five or six ABs of the fall, I uh, I was 0 for uh, five or six. I think I had two or three strikeouts uh, sprinkled in there, too. And then uh, come, like, the third or fourth day of fall practice, I, um, I, I, I hit a home run to left field, too. And that was kind of when I was like, okay, I can do this. We're all good. Um, one of the things that really stuck out to me throughout the whole, the whole fall, actually, um, uh, was Griffin Everett, uh, the one of our other catchers? Obviously, uh, he, he's re- he's really good. Uh, everybody knows that, um, and th- that's kind of like the guy that like we're great friends. That's kind of the guy I compete with. We try to make each other better and all that. And I just uh, all fall, I remember thinking like every time he, he would come up, like uh, no matter what I did, no matter what pitch I called, like this guy would find a way to get on base. And uh, not only was that like kind of something for me like oh yeah this guy's really good that means I got to be really good but kind of a sort of uh respect for him too um uh with how he played the game and uh sort of how I want to play the game as well so uh he sort of gave me a look at uh what it's going to take for me to get get like my fair share of play time and uh I I thank him for that but I also I'm looking forward to give him a little challenge and me and him uh, keep being uh, competitive together so that we can win some games. Has that part of the college game surprised you guys at all with there's so many more players than there is on any team you guys have ever been on, right? You got, you got 40 guys on the roster. So Mm -hmm. you go into it and that competition is always there. And is it, has it been interesting, fascinating, whatever to see how like, guys embrace that and some guys i'm sure don't some guys are kind of you know they don't succeed in that environment it's gonna be tough for them but for you guys when you look at like man this is it's a very competitive every day like i'm gonna have to earn my time on the field has how has that been either surprising different than high school because sometimes high school guys get kind of like oh i'm not playing today and whatever like that doesn't really fly in college yeah i mean you know just being like a pitcher and being in the the pitcher's room i think we got like 20 some guys that are in our pitchers group chat so it's almost half the team and then you know that's that's like in high school you've got I don't know maybe six seven guys who you can throw and four of them you don't really want to throw because they they (laughs) they play positions and like they can just get on the mound and throw to going now where you have 20 high level guys who only pitch and like that's that's what they do so um, that adjustment was you know was a pretty big jump for me just realizing that okay, it's not two or three guys that um, are going to be in the competition. It's There's 15 guys who are fighting for, you know, 
this this three that three man coveted spot. You know, the weekend guys whatever, that everybody wants. So um, it may, definitely makes you raise your raise your game, um, and I think everybody is grateful for that, um, and it brings out the best in everybody, which is good. Well, it's kind of like you said back in high school too. Like, there's maybe seven pitchers, but there's three or four guys you want to, you know, you you re- that you want to have in the field versus mm-hmm. those three or four guys you want on the mound. You get in college, you get that those twenty guys. There's four or five, you know, who are vying for that Saturday, Friday, Saturday spot, mm-hmm. and then there's a ton going for that, you know, that Sunday, the midweek start, the you know those big weekend relief innings. Um, when you guys get into the position player room, you know, Nick, Kyler what's what's that like with like guys at your position um you know how many catchers you guys have how many infielders and outfielders you guys have where like do the, do the coaches do a good job of explaining kind of where you're at or is it you see the writing on the wall how's that work yeah so there's like both the writing on the wall but the coaches also have like conversations with you like where they see you at so like you should work on those positions like for me i can play a little like third base and like outfield so like i have like a little bit more variety of places but like for some of the guys that like that was kind of an eye opener because in high school there was like a lot of guys that were just like one position guys, not like big utility guys. But in college, you see a lot more guys that can play a little bit of shortstop, third base, center field, left field, even go and pitch a little bit. So it makes it a lot more competitive because if you see the writing on the wall and you see your second string and the starter gets hurt, that you might not be coming in because there might be someone at a different position that can play it better. So that was just kind of a little eye opening to me. So, uh, yeah, I um. I think compared to other places I've been in the past, uh, I feel like uh, our coaching staff and even like our players kind of believe this as well, that everybody uh, everybody has their purpose on this team. Um, and I know a lot of a lot of places say that uh, just about every place says that. Uh, but I, I really feel it uh, here a little more than I have anywhere else, because uh, like he said, with uh how everybody, uh, it, just about everybody on our team can play more than one position. I, I might be the only one that can. Uh, I, I just catch, so that's cool with me. Um, but that's that's probably uh, that's probably it right there. Um, it, it's it just feels like everybody is useful. Uh, everybody's really good, and um, yeah, everybody wants to compete. So my last question for you guys, I'm going to leave you with this: You get one chance to tell high school, Kyler, Nick, Drew, something. What do you tell them about getting ready for this, about what they could have done, what they can do differently than, than you, you might have done it before? What's your, what's your words of advice for yourself? Um, just enjoy high school, I guess. Like, enjoy that part of the game and, like, prepare yourself for, like, that jump and don't come in, like, expecting, like, you deserve, like, you don't like you don't deserve anything like when you first get there you have to earn it so for like all the younger kids that's what I'd have to say is coming with the mentality of you're gonna have to take it and you're not gonna be handed anything um I would tell myself you have no idea what hard work is yet uh and to go to junior college out of high school instead of going to a four-year first I think for me it would have been expect to have failures but don't let like don't let that get you down because no matter how good you were in high school or how much success you had, um, the next level is the next level for a reason. So expect to fail a little bit and be okay with that and be able to get over that. Know it's a part of the game um, and find a way to get better from it because it's going to happen. 
Guys, you guys are an outstanding interview. I really appreciate you guys coming on and taking the time with us today. Thank you for coming on the Balls and Strikes podcast. And we have Kyler Randazzo, Nick Wimmers, Drew Christo. Thank you guys so much, and we look forward to seeing you guys out at Haymarket. Yeah, sounds good. Come down and catch a game. Thanks for having us. I'm your host today, Alex Hale. Tom Oldham is off probably running miles on a beach somewhere. However, we have some very exciting guests today. We got Luke Jessen, Hogan Halixo, and Malachi Vitak. We got Little Nebraska, Little Creighton, all freshmen. How has the adjustment been to getting onto campus? That first semester's out of the way. You guys are almost done with your Christmas break. What was the biggest adjustment from the high school to the college game uh, once you stepped on campus? I think the biggest adjustment was not being with your family anymore and like they aren't there to lead you. So you have to pretty much take it up on yourself, do everything on your own. And one big thing that helped me was kind of being able to do it, use a calendar actually like with the time management, it's a big difference than it was in high school and you have to learn how to do it and learn how to do it fast. Do they have anything that anybody to help you guys out with that? Uh, yeah, we do have academic advisors, which like Nebraska, they we meet every once a week with them, and then they pretty much just can guide you in any way possible. I'd agree with Malachi. I think it's pretty tough to go in there by yourself and meet a bunch of new people and kind of just figuring, figuring everything out on your own. It's kind of the hardest part, but I think Creighton does a really good job of kind of structuring each and every day and that getting a study hall going to practice, wait, stuff like that. So I think Crane does a really good job of helping transition guys, but it is still on your own rather than having your parents to do everything pretty much for you. What worked best for you guys as far as keeping everything straight? Um, for me, it was just, you know, knowing that you have to use every little minute. and You can't really slack off at all because I think time management for we, me was the biggest adjustment because, you know, you wake up, you lift, you go to class, you study, you go to practice, you eat, you study some more and go to bed, and you can't really afford to waste any time. So what helped me was just kind of knowing, like, I can't really spend my time doing things that aren't going towards baseball or, or school, at least in the fall, um, because if you, if you do that, then you're going to fall behind both baseball and school, and, and you don't want that your first semester. For sure. Um, when you guys got from high school to college, we talked a little bit with the other guys about like the physical preparation. Um, what was the biggest eye opener? Um, cause we heard about the six minute mile training. What for the Creighton guys, what was the biggest adjustment to the physical and like mental preparation that goes into becoming a college baseball player? Um, for the physical. So every Saturday morning, 8am, we get up and run sprints until basically we can't run anymore. Sarah's sort of staying out there and just keep blowing the whistle and just keep going. So just having, like like they said, uh, good mental, like you tell yourself you want to quit, but you just got to keep going and you cannot quit. You just got to just keep running. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, Saturday morning conditioning is definitely pretty tough, but I'd say just throughout the fall, just getting up early every morning, 6.30 weights all the way through the day, it's it's tough being able to find time to sleep almost, but, you know, you just got to keep getting after it and, you know, it doesn't get any easier. So yeah, time management becomes, becomes huge. Uh, but it's not just the time management. It's also, then you get on the field and the game's faster. 
what uh so when you guys got on the field what was what was the moment where you were like oh this is di- this is different we're at a different speed the game's going faster luke what was the first time you go okay this is a little different now well there was a day in the fall um where we were we were just doing bp and um i was for bp when we're in the outfield you're at your position you're treating every little rep like a game rep and i was in center field that day and i remember just sprinting all over the place like the whole time and I was I had my hands on my knees I was just absolutely gassed and I was like I was just so sped up it was unreal and I was just like wow like this is this is college like you can't really afford to take off a play and you got to be ready for anything that comes at you because you know in high school when you're taking BP it's really not as it's a lot more laid back um, and you don't have your coaches there saying like you know you got to be going 100 percent every single every single hit no matter what and um for bp for us it's like you're you're moving 100 miles an hour all the time no matter what treating it like it's you know the game winning play and that day was just it was it was a lot so and you adapt right right right. and now it's just normal right exactly towards that in the fall is just like just like a normal practice but very beginning it's just i think just the pace that everything goes at it's just it's just different. Hogan is a catcher. Um, for you, what was the biggest adjustment? Because your your catch and throw skills are pretty top notch. So like I don't feel like that was a huge thing that you needed to speed up. But as far as the other parts of being a catcher in college, what has been the biggest the biggest challenge, the biggest thing that you've learned? Uh, you know, in high school, I think Drew mentioned there's only six, seven guys that get on the bump and you have good stuff. But I think getting into college and learning 20 plus new guys arms what they like to throw you know just getting comfortable with a whole new pitching staff I think and doing it rather quickly is probably one of the harder things as a catcher that you have to get used to have you caught as many bullpens as you did in high school or more uh way more way more definitely way more it's it's a lot of it's a, a big jump and the importance of those bullpens is huge too yeah Malachi, for you, when getting into the, the, all of a sudden you walk into, as Drew was talking about before, um, you have six or seven pitchers on a team, three or four of your go-to guys, you know, probably two or three in high school. Going into a college setting where there's 15, 20 pitchers who should be in the game, who should be, you know, getting time. Um, how do you manage that with like expectations and, um, you know, what, focusing on what you need to do to get on the field? I think a lot of it is just kind of that self-confidence that you know you're good enough to be on the field and that kind of helps you keep a positive mindset and just keep going even if there are people better than you like there's fifth year seniors now that are 22 23 years old and I'm 18 years old or 19 years old and that just they're way older and I have a lot of time to keep developing and just stay on my path and everyone else has their own path and just to stay on your own. So for you and Hogan, what was the what was your like welcome to college moment where you were like, okay, this is different? Mine was definitely in the Nebraska scrimmage when there was a lot of people there, the most people I've ever played in front of, and it was loud. There's people cheering for you, people cheering against you, and it's just you have to like take a few steps back and slow your mind down because it gets going too fast, especially when there's that many people there. Yeah, for sure. I definitely have to agree with the Nebraska scrimmage. It was definitely like a – there's just so many more people there than I've ever played in front of. And you kind of just have to calm yourself down and trust in yourself and trust in your team and just 
take do your own part and trust that everybody else is going to take care of their own stuff. Yeah. As you guys get into that, that big stage, it's like, Oh wow, we got to be able to fall back on, you know, what we know and what, you know, what we've, we've done up to this point going into college. um, What do you think you did that prepared you? Well, what do you think you could have done a little bit better? Um, I think for me, I think he did a really good job just doing as much as I could, hitting on my own, lifting on my own, throwing on my own, and being as as good as I could in that field. But once you get to college, you kind of realize, like, no matter how much you thought you were doing in high school, because I thought I was doing quite a bit, no matter how much you thought you were doing, once you get there, it's going to be it's gonna be a lot more. I, I mean, I don't think I've ever played as much baseball as I have these last four or five months in my life. Um, it's just It's just that adjustment from from what you thought you were doing in high school that was that was hard for you it's just trying to go from that to college when it's three times as much as you were doing in high school even though you thought you were doing enough yeah i can agree with luke just doing i did a lot of stuff in high school on my own and uh you have all your long very long practice and weights at, in college and you just have to still find time to do your stuff on your own so you're doing all the team stuff, and then plus you try to throw in your stuff on your own. And then you add in, on top of that, having to study way more in college than you did in high school. So that's one thing that I would have wished I'd done better was prepare my stuff, prepare myself how to study. And again, we've talked about it a lot, but like being able to time manage is, a, is just an absolute huge thing in college. Yeah, I agree. I think especially for college, there's way less class time. So just figuring out how to take what you learn in class and go over it every night. And I think our academic advisor kind of says you should be studying twice as much as you're actually in class. So I think just learning how to use your own time and get stuff done is, it was definitely a big uh, thing I had to get used to. Well, and you kind of start to run into the problem of where do I get the time to do that? Because when you're at high school and you're doing a lot of stuff on your own, it's out of your own free will, but it's also when you kind of, you kind of get to do it when you feel like it or when you have time, you can kind of plan it yourself. When you get into that grind of it's every day, it's when I don't feel like it, it's all the time. That's when it really starts to add up and you start to have to work on what we used, I used to think of it as like free, like your free time management because you didn't have much of it. So how are you using it? Were you sleeping? Were you studying? Were you eating? Like what were you doing to kind of keep your sanity through all of that? Um, Cause it just gets going really, really fast. And if you start focusing away from the path you're on, it can get, it can seem like even more because as soon as you get behind, now it starts to snowball. Um, but when you guys got, so we move into college and you get there and you know everybody's got all these expectations or whatever. And it, it's, it's hard to, re, you know, conceptualize. It's hard to see, you know, what it's going to look like until you see it. What was somebody? What was something that a player did, whether it's on your team or in a game you guys scrimmage you guys played, where you were like, "That's at a different speed. That guy's a freak." Uh, I remember one day we were all taking, uh, we were all hitting in the Alex Gordon facility, and um, we were just doing team hitting stuff, going off the machine. And there was this one machine uh, throwing throwing sliders, and I remember going in there, and I was. It was tough. You know, I was squaring up like one out of every four balls when he squared up felt really good. And that was kind of a common theme for for nearly everyone, especially the new guys. Um, and I remember getting out of the out of the um, cage thinking, OK, I had a decent round. Um, I hit a few balls pretty hard. 
And then Max Anderson goes in after me, and he literally squared up, like, every single ball in his round. It was just, like, upper 90s exafilo all over the field. And I was like, wow, like, that, that, was, that was crazy. The, the bar has been raised a little bit. Right, exactly. That's cool. My biggest one would be I when I first got on campus, I played catch with a pitcher named Dylan Tabrock. He's probably he's the best pitcher in the Big East last year and probably one of the better pitchers in the nation, I'd say. And I was playing catch with him. It was just every single ball that he threw was just right on my chest. No matter how far we got out, it was just right there every single time. With And then coming in, even, just no matter what, it was right there. And I was kind of throwing it all over, probably a little nervous because one of our first throwing, but it was just crazy how he could – just put it right where he wanted to every single time. Yeah, I'd say uh, definitely watching some of the older guys' routines, stuff like that. But watching uh, Alan Roden take BP is definitely eye-opening. He can hit the ball pretty far. Um, And especially his work ethic, he is definitely the biggest lifter in the weight room, and he'll let you know about it. Uh, He takes pride in in what he does for himself and – just whenever you go into the facility, he's he's always in there doing his own thing, and it just feels like no matter how much time you set aside for your own personal stuff that you'll only be doing a fraction of what he's doing. So it's definitely good to learn from that, you know, when you have free time, that's what you need to be doing instead of, you know, relaxing and doing other stuff. He shows you that you need to be in the facility getting your work done. So you guys have older players like that setting examples you also have coaches that you can, you know, try to utilize. How much of it do you feel is, because obviously the coaches are, you know, they, they can only be around you so many hours a week. Your teammates are around you a lot more. Do you find yourself gravitating towards kind of the upperclassmen or is there too much competition there to really, you know, go to them for help? How comfortable do you guys feel a semester in now? Um, who's kind of your go-to as far as, you know, if, I, if, you, need, if you, got, you need some advice, you, need some, you got questions, who do you go to? I think uh, the same person I mentioned before, Dylan Tabrock. He's an older guy. He's a fifth year, fourth or fifth year senior, and he uh, is just always open to answering questions. He's been in the program for all these years now, so he kind of knows what he's doing. And just being able to go to him has really helped me, and he's got me a lot, a lot better as a person, or a person and a player, and just someone to look up to and kind of try to be like. And that's kind of be as good as a pitcher as he is right now is kind of my goal yeah I'd say at Creighton uh, it's definitely the older guys that you kind of lean on because especially with coach service he's definitely uh, he can be a little intimidating but he's definitely someone that you know I learn from every single day no matter what he's kind of built a culture that Creighton is known for and an identity but as far as, like, getting advice from people, I'd say it's definitely the older players. And especially this fall, you know, uh, we lost quite a few coaches in various ways. So I think um, just leaning on the older players is definitely what I've resorted to and just learning from them. Yeah, I'd say in Nebraska, the, the older guys were, were very welcoming for us. It kind of – I didn't expect them to not, to not be welcoming, but they really kind of took us in. Um, more than I expected, I kind of thought, you know, we're freshmen, you know, they're the older guys. They're, you know, like, like that's kind of how the, the stereotype is. Like, you're a freshman, nobody really really cares about you. But, you know, we, we all got there, and they were all uh, very helpful and just helping us adjust. And, and honestly, I feel like I could 
be comfortable asking any upperclassman for advice, um, whatever it is, whether it's baseball or school or anything off the field. Uh, they've done a really good job just kind of taking us in and helping us with whatever we need. Was that surprising to you? Or to any of you guys, like the the culture of competitiveness, because you have now you you have more players than you've ever had on a team before, and so you get there. And is it surprising how comfortable everybody is in that like that competitive environment? Of like you're trying to you're only playing for nine spots, you know, weekend rotation, you know, and bullpen included. You look at maybe what fifteen. So like from that standpoint, how how was surprising was that coming from high school where it can be a little petty at times. People worry about playing time and they don't play, they pout. It's like, doesn't really fly in college. So were you surprised, intrigued? Yeah, I think I expected it to be very competitive. Um, but I'd say, like, on the field, when you're at practice and doing stuff, everyone's always going 100%, being very competitive with each other. There might be some, you know, smack talk back and forth, all friendly. But um, as soon as you get off the field, you're in the locker room or hanging out on the weekends, you know, everyone's just boys and – you're all buddies. There's no really pettiness between anybody. Um, we're just all, we're teammates, we're brothers, and we're in this together going for the same common goal. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'd have to say about that. Was it surprising? I, see, I, I didn't really know to expect. That's the thing. Okay. So I, I can't really tell you whether it's surprising or not. I didn't think it was really surprising because I know everyone at the Division One level is going to be a base, like very good baseball player, and everyone thinks that they should be playing in those nine nine spots in the field or fifteen in the rotation. So just being able to compete, and then luckily I had people like Drew and Kyler on my high school team that we always competed in even hitting and pitching. It was always me and Drew kind of going at each other for that spot. So that kind of got me into a good. It got me, like, prepared for it. Yeah, I'd say uh, this fall was a little bit different uh, because we had 18 new guys on the roster. So not only do you have these nine other freshmen that are new, but you also have nine transfers that you're also competing against, and there's no set-in-stone roster, really, as it, like, uh, last year we lost all of our catchers. So the fall, there was definitely time to prove yourself. And there was another catcher that was hurt. So I got quite a bit of playing time to try and show what I can do. But it's definitely everybody for the same common goal. And, you know, in order to win championships at the Division One level, you have to have everybody on the same page. So the final question I have for you guys, I really appreciate all your time today. If you got a chance to go in Time Machine and go back to before you – back when you were younger, it can be whenever you want – what advice does Luke, Hogan, and Malachi give to younger Luke, Hogan, Malachi? Uh, I just tell myself, you know, no matter how hard you think you're working, there's there's more that you can do. Because um, you, you get to college and it's, it's just, like I said earlier, it's kind of a shock how much you're doing and how good everybody else is around you. Because, you know, you're in high school and you're, you're – all the division one guys are kind of better than everyone else. And you just go on the field and, and you can just be better no matter what. But um, once you get to college, everybody was that same player in high school. They were just better. So you got to find other ways to, to get above them. You know, you're all going to practice and doing the same stuff there. So you got to find ways when you're not in practice to set yourself apart from the rest of them. So I, I just tell myself just to, just to keep working and, 
do as much as you possibly can before you get to college to prepare yourself for the the amount of work that it'll be if you want to if you want to play at a high level yeah I'd say uh prepare like you're going to be the starter um you know coming in as a freshman you kind of expect to you know sit a year or just learn from all the older guys but you never know when that injury is going to come and you're going to be in there so you got to prepare like you're going to be the one playing so it uh it's definitely tough to come in as a freshman and just expect not much playing time but you never know when you're going to get it and if you're not prepared you might not get any again really I would say the main thing is to develop a routine early because developing a routine in college is one thing that has really helped me become better and just doing the same thing every day, like even pitching, school, for everything, and it just helped me be more prepared and helped me play better in the end. Well, guys, we really appreciate having you on today. Um, we appreciate all the insight and talking about you know player development and giving people an idea of what to expect uh, for all those kids out there who are trying to become you guys. So we wish you the best of luck this season. We're sure we'll be out at Haymarket and TD Ameritrade. Um, thank you guys so much for having, uh, for coming on the Ball Strikes podcast. And appreciate it. Obviously. Yeah, thank you. See thank you guys you. around. Ball yeah. Media Production.